Hey guys, TJ Leffler here. I just want to say thank you for joining. And I want to let you know that you're in the right place if you want to get back to basics so you can get more out of life by doing less than you think. We're going to cover a lot of different things in this episode, but I want you to know that the most important thing you can do is to remove the ideas that you have about the things you're about to listen to. Okay. I want you to approach this episode like a child. What can you learn from this experience? I've gone through a deep awakening. I've hired professional help. You're going to hear from multiple people throughout the course of season two, all through my voice and the notes that I've taken and the process that I've gone through, okay? I want you to be able to take this and make it practical and actually apply change to your life. So all that requires is for you to just have an open hand as you listen, all right? I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Also, I forgot to mention that I accidentally wrote a book and I mean that genuinely. We were trying to create a guide for what you're listening to and I wrote too much. So we created a book and it's awesome. It's going to be online at corepillars.com, C-O-R-E-P-I-L-L-A-R-S.com or tjloffler.com. Highly recommend as a gift or just checking it out if it's something that you want to come back to because you like what you listen to. Thank you guys again for being here. I appreciate you. Exercise or movement is the third core pillar in what I believe is the path to a sustainable life. And let's talk about it in today and we're going to set the conversation. But first, I want to talk about what we're not talking about. And I use this as a starting point for these episodes and this theme of living a sustainable life, because I want you to know how this is different. There's so much noise out there, especially as it relates to these topics on diet, sleep, exercise, rest, I think is less talked about, but reflection and connection. I want to just really highlight how we're different in this conversation and the space we're creating and what this can be for you and what it isn't for you. So it isn't a place to talk about whether hit workouts are better than, I don't know, you named the, the fad workout of the day. This is not the place to uh, to bash CrossFit. This is not the place where I'm going to talk about how yoga is uh, spiritually the wrong place to go if you're a Christian. This is not the place where I'm going to talk about um, Pilates versus Orange Theory. I don't want to talk about any of these things in contrast or context that brings into light like this whole conversation around whether something's right or wrong or whether something is good for you, bad for you. What I want to do is I want to highlight to you a timeless perspective that can help you make changes to your relationship with exercise, your relationship with movement, and really how to think about it in a way that's going to support you, that's going to help you live a long, full, healthy life, and really a sustainable life that is going to allow you to be the person that you're made to be. Now, let me qualify myself as I do in these episodes because I'm not a fitness coach. I did grow up as an athlete, but that frankly almost disqualifies me because a lot of us approach the gym thinking we know what we're doing just because we've been there before. And I will be the first one to tell you that we got problems with how we're approaching the way that we not only exercise, but even just how we think about exercising and being in the gym. A lot of us think that we know what we're doing, and that's one of the worst places to be because we don't recognize that we have blind spots, and it keeps us from actually stepping into our potential because we think that we understand all the things that we need to know, even though we might outwardly express that we're humble enough to uh, learn something new inside, we hold on to core beliefs that reflect otherwise. Now, my awakening to the need to make exercise a priority started when I actually started to notice how powerfully it was impacting my mentality. I was growing a business and I was struggling with confidence and productivity. So I was struggling with how to make money and I was struggling with confidence in myself and a new identity, a life transformation I'd experienced and gone through. And I was struggling with how to be productive because in the past, when I was working a corporate job, I could look at my numbers at the end of the day or 
or numbers I was making on behalf of somebody else in the sales world that I was in. And I thought, okay, this is cool. I have a metric to know whether I was productive today or not. I made this much money for the firm or I made this much money on this transaction or whatever it might've been. But then I moved into this new role, I had to find a new measurement of success. And so for me, we can talk about mindset all day as it relates to measuring your success. But for me, what I found is I was in a place where I was struggling to I maybe articulate or come forth with my confidence, the full confidence that I knew I could have as the person that I am today and what I was doing, which was coaching. And I struggled with saying or even just like authentically conveying the value which I do provide. And, and I was providing people, but I like when I would talk with people, I just didn't know how to really say it. I didn't know how to market it. I didn't know how to. And so I, I had so much insecurity that God was really working out within me. He was saying, you know, hey, TJ was inviting me and saying, hey, I want you to find your stability in me and not in all these other things that you found your stability in your identity in the past, like your job and how you define yourself and your roles, your responsibility and the value quote, value that you add to people in that way. I want you to find stability in me and who I call you to be as a son. And so that was a really, practically, that's a hard thing to do. And what I found was I needed a practical way to actually feel confident about myself to make me feel good. And a friend, thankfully, so thankful for this person, you know exactly who you are. They said, I've got somebody that I work out with at CrossFit. They're my favorite coach. And they said that they're starting their own business. And so shout out to Coach Jose, who was there for me when I was starting this part of my journey. I'll call it restarting this part of my journey. You know, I started this part of my journey of finding more confidence in my identity during a time where I was really getting hit emotionally too. My dad was really sick and he ended up dying that summer and it was a really difficult, painful time. And so not only was my awakening in part because it was strengthening my mentality of confidence of who I am and who I'm made to be and how that can translate professionally as I was engaging with clients or potential clients, but also it started helping me emotionally because I would go to the gym and I would go to the gym really broken inside. And I realized that I couldn't go to the gym seeking to work out to be broken physically like I used to be because I was so broken inside, I didn't have that energy or capacity anymore. So I had to approach the gym differently. I used to think, and we'll talk about this mental shift, but I used to think that you had to be broken in order to have a good workout. And what I mean is in a physical way, you had to be on your back, you had to be breathing really hard, you had to feel like you, know, you had nothing left in the tank for you to get a good workout. And I'd say the best way to summarize how this can be expressed is through, actually my trainer now, Ben, uh, I'm out in California working with uh, somebody new and he's been great in helping me understand even a different way to approach and think about exercise and movement. But he said one day, and I, I still don't think he understands the power of what he said, but he said, TJ, I'm here to make you better, not tired. And that thought just really resonated with me. And as we talk about today, a new perspective for exercise and movement in your life, I hope that that really hits home with you because the reality is there needs to be some sort of goal for your exercise or movement and what you're trying to do. You know, people show up to CrossFit to try and quote, get their workout in, but what are you trying to accomplish in your workout? Do you, are you trying to accomplish feeling broken physically? Cause that's, what's going to happen. Are you trying to accomplish, you know, a stress release? Cause that that's what'll happen. If you're trying to accomplish something, that's, what's going to happen if your, your focus and intention is there. And so when I talk about exercise and movement, what I want to focus the conversation on is release. 
because that's really where I've seen the transformation inside of me. I used to have such an unhealthy relationship with exercise. So at a high level, I'll talk about this in the sense that my relationship with exercise was very much a place for me to go because I didn't know how to address my own emotions. And I'm a very sensitive, uh, empathetic guy. I um, Even to the point where my sisters call me an empath. And in the work that I'm doing now, I'm very sensitive and, and I'm sensitive to spiritual things. I'm sensitive to emotional things and mental things. I, I have this deep intuition and I can feel and sense things before they even happen. Uh, the way that it was articulated to me growing up is I had a killer instinct. I had a, a great intuition, a, a great gut, but I never really understood that in having that, in having that sensitivity, all the different emotions that would come up inside me. And because I didn't have people to really help pull that out of me and help me see that gold in me, that that was a gift that I had, I would not really know how to express, understand, or even know what emotions I was feeling. And I, I say emotions I was feeling, emotions and feelings are different. We don't need to talk about that in this episode. But I wanted to be able to at least acknowledge that I was I was feeling something and I didn't know what to name it or call it. And guess what? Like over years of not being able to do that, you suppress it or reject it. And when you can't have emotional acceptance in your life, you end up with a lot of emotional baggage and that manifest expresses itself in places where you try and release that. And for me, that looked like doing it on a football field. It looked like doing it on an ice rink. It looked like doing it, honestly, where I had uh, several moments of anger release. I can remember with a friend in college. I can remember in high school, I took a hockey stick to a cement wall and smashed it into a million pieces. There's a lot of things spiritually that I've been released from in those parts of my life. And we'll talk about that maybe at another time. But I think even just emotionally and mentally, it was a sign. And I say that it was a sign and I bring it back to this idea of exercise and movement because my parents always told me that I needed to have exercise in my life or activity so that I could actually release uh, or find release. But my question is, and the transformation I saw is like, what, 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 what kind of release is healthy release? And I had unhealthy release in my life. I was trying to find a place to express my emotions and my thoughts, unhealthy emotions, unhealthy thoughts. And I was trying to express them through rejecting them in the form of exercise. And that looks like practically rejecting myself in the process, meaning I would show up at a gym, I would show up at a class, I would show up at a practice, I would show up at a game, and I would be so hard on myself. I would literally be so hard on myself to the point of exhaustion where I would break my body because I thought that's the point of release that I needed. And I'm here to tell you today that that's, that's not true and that it's unhealthy for you in the long run. I'm not saying that you can't push your limitations, but I want to hopefully reframe what limitations mean to you. And I think this whole idea of living, living a sustainable life is really framed around, if I were to summarize it, understanding healthy limitations and boundaries. And I mean that not just emotionally and mentally, but I mean that physically. And so that's the topic here that I want to talk about today. Signs and, and maybe things, opportunities that you can look at in your life for signaling change. Remember, we talked about this idea of the car that doesn't crash, it just slowly breaks down. Look at the dashboard, see what needs to maybe be addressed. And for one example in my life, Something that needed to be addressed was the fact that I looked at exercise as a chore. It was a checklist item. And so it had to turn from a discipline to a desire. Now, that's a really powerful shift that you can make when something turns from a, from a, you know, something that you really have to pursue and keep in your life with a, with willpower and a system to, to really establish 
uh, healthy rhythms. I think that's important. There's an element in that, but I really wanted it to be something that I desired in my life, but I couldn't desire something. I couldn't desire something that I hated. In other words, I would have these moments of like physiological release, right? Maybe dopamine or whatever it is when, you know, you lift a heavy weight, you run really, really fast, et cetera. But I would not look forward to those moments where I would get that. And it was mainly because of my motivation, my mindset as I approached that. And so it wasn't until I started to see exercise as a new form of release and a new opportunity to make me feel good about myself in a healthy way, right? Where I was able to maybe take the things emotionally that I was going through with my dad or taking the things mentally that I was going through with my work and trying to establish myself in a new identity. And I was able to find a healthy release, meaning I'm not doing this from the place of trying to prove something. I'm doing this from the place of trying to approve myself and, and trying to receive the gift that exercise and movement can bring me. And so that actually led me into all kinds of new opportunities in how I even engage with exercise and movement, meaning that I didn't have to go broke or broken every time that I worked out. And so I could look at, for example, movement, just walking as exercise. And, you know, to me, that was like demeaning if you'd said that to me in my old mindset, because I'd come from this place of thinking that exercise needed to be something so much more. I'm not the only one who shares this. You know, one of the clients that we've been working with, and he's, he's seen so much of a transformational shift, he really had this highlighted when, you know, he came from Marine Corps background and he was a highly fit person for most of his life. And he's now working a very demanding job, high stress job where he's in charge of a lot of people and he's got a family and all these other components and stressors, external things pulling for his time, attention, energy. And so he lacked them time, attention, and energy towards himself and towards his own health and even exercise and movement and the, the healthy release that that was. And here's the thing, because he had developed this idea that exercise looked a certain way, he wasn't even able to re-engage with that thing, with exercise, because he wouldn't be able to engage with it to the fullest extent that he had in the past. So again, it was this idea, it was an unhealthy motivation that I needed to meet some standard of perfection or performance that I have in the past in order for me to have any progress in the present today. And that's taking your situation out of context. It's not fair to yourself. And you need to be able to reframe and re rethink about how you approach this specific area of your life. And so I, I share that example because I hope somebody else resonates with that. Now, the second sign as it relates to thinking about exercise, okay? Exercise we talked about is, is more than a chore. It's an opportunity to release and be kind to your body. But the second sign as, it, as you think about exercise is that, for example, if you think more anxiety means more intensity required. So for example, one client is a runner and she had struggled with some anxiety. And, and I remember having this conversation and she thought she had to exert herself. And this is, this is a fundamental conversation, more of like a let's call it the last five minutes of a two hour long conversation, but it's an important point to highlight it for the purposes of this, right? And we, we were talking about this idea of exercising with intensity and as a state champion runner, as somebody who's achieved success in exercise in the past through the former method of exercise in the past, but as somebody who was experiencing heavy anxiety in the present, they thought that exercising with more intensity would actually relieve their anxiety. And so it actually, because of that mentality, they were in a defeating cycle because they were trying to exercise harder, causing more stress in their body with a lot, without allowing themselves the process to actually let that stress physiologically work through them, their body. In other words, 
they were trying to to beat themselves, beat the anxiety out of themselves, if I were to put it in a very kind of harsh, honest way. And I think a lot of us approach exercise that way, especially if we've had high performance in our past and we've had coaches who've maybe had unhealthy motivations themselves or projected things that were not healthy in their life on us in terms of performance and what motivates us. And and so what I found is that a lot of people think that if they have pain, anxiety, any of these other things, that they need to exercise with more intensity. And that's a sign of, I would say, a, a warped mentality, to be honest with you, something that needs to be at least looked at a little bit more honestly to ask yourself, what's my motivation here? And by the way, am I really helping me? Right? Does exercise really need to be at that level of intensity if I have that much anxiety? Because anxiety is actually a signal here that I have too much stress and I'm not processing it in a healthy way. So I just want you to think about that as you think about you know exercising and whether you're supporting your body or not. The third thing I want to highlight or a mentality, a signal that might need to shift or change is if you're just exercising to carry around your brain. Are you exercising to carry around your brain? Because that's the headspace that I was in. I reached this point where I said, okay, well, I'm not going to be a professional athlete and I'm okay with that, even though I tried to find my identity there. And I was definitely not even close to the caliber of being a professional athlete, but I wanted to find my value and worth as something. And so professionally, I wanted to find it then and Wall Street and money, power, prestige, status, you name it. And so then I thought, well, I definitely can accelerate here. This is like the NFL of finance. I can, I can crush this and I could really be known for something or I could, you know, give back to the world, make an impact, a difference. And in our boot camp, we talk about this as, you know, the intersection of fulfillment, income, impact, and freedom. But I've also added this other layer called health. And I wasn't healthy. And so, yeah, you know, I was trying to find my fulfillment through income or money. And then I said, you know what? No, I can do it through impact, but my brain is what's going to get me there. And forget about the whole idea of freedom, which is a mentality found from within. But I was trying to approach this whole thing from the wrong place. And it's like fitting a square peg in a round hole. And that's what I was doing. And as a result, I remember literally making this agreement in my mind, which is how beliefs are formed. We make agreements and these beliefs cultivate our mindset. That mindset cultivates a strategy and behavior or tactics or habits that we live out every day, which then create a character of who we become. And so I was living from this agreement or this belief, this mindset that I'd created that I, I was literally exercising. I just needed to exercise to carry around my brain because my brain was what was going to make a difference in this world in what I do. But what I wasn't recognizing is the value of who I am as a whole person, how my brain, my physical body, and my spirituality are not separate. And so what was happening is I was having extreme muscle atrophy. I was actually punishing my body, not providing it the support that it needed in the diet. And I was under eating. If you haven't listened to that episode, strongly recommend you do. Because what you need to understand is that all these things work together. And I'm just sharing a perspective around exercise and how this was actually a reflection of how I didn't value my whole body. I had poor self-image. And I really had made this new idea that, you know, I don't need my body for anything except this other value that I provide to the world. And that's such an unhealthy perspective. There's so much more that's important. You know, your whole body works together and your mind and your body and your soul and the connection of those three things, they really need to be understood. Exercise and movement is much more than a physical thing. It is so much more than a physical thing. And as I've already expressed, there's the mental and emotional side of things that really help support. I really believe there's a spiritual component in this because if my body is a temple, right? If my body is a temple and my body is the place where I can cultivate the health, then my soul is me, not just my, my soul identity. It's my whole self. It's spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical. 
And so to the extent that we're able to understand this is to the extent that we're able to shift our perspective and understand that our body is meant for so much more. And I think it's a reflection of us just thinking about how do we view our self-image, you know? And I go back to this idea of, of explanations and narratives that you have about yourself and your value and worth to this world. People have told you things, shown you things. Women, for example, I remember having rejection in my life from a woman first time I ever faced it. And I remember it sent me into this mental spiral where I thought so much less of myself because this one person didn't think I was attractive. And it led me into a further state of agreement that I needed to be a certain way or do a certain thing in order to be attractive to somebody. And if I couldn't be attractive physically, well, then maybe I could be attractive through money. Maybe I could be attracted through prestige. And I really believe that I'm hitting home with somebody who's listening right now, whether it's a male or a female. And I believe that this is going to help you think about a new perspective as you approach exercise. And here's at the core of what we're talking about. If you haven't figured this out, identity, who you believe yourself to be, because that's ultimately what I care about. Now, if we're thinking about questions to consider, okay, one, have you ever wondered if you're working with or against your body? Have you ever wondered if you're working with or against your body? Another question, what kind of movement or exercise do you need to best support you on your road to becoming healthy? Another question, when was the last time you remember smiling at the gym during your workout? As this great example of, and I was talking with my trainer about this because he came from the bodybuilding space. And so he was talking with me about how there was such a difference between these two movies. And he was talking about the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger called Pumping Iron. And there's this later movie out called Generation Iron, and they're maybe, you know, 40, 50 years apart or whatever they are. And he talks about the difference, forget about the movies themselves and the content in them, but he talks about the difference of how in Pumping Iron, you saw all these people so happy and they were so excited. They were in the gym and they were excited about getting fit and being healthy. And then you saw, and albeit sure, there's unhealthy things going on, I'm sure. But then he talked about Generation Iron and how it's so much more serious and it's so much more gritty. And, and he said, frankly, he was like, I don't think it's healthy because you don't see people smiling and enjoying themselves. That was really eye-opening to me. And I think it's reflective of maybe where we're at generationally and how we think about something like exercise and movement in our life. Okay. So if I were to give you just a couple tips, three tips, uh, so a few, three tips for practical things to change. Number one is if you don't have outside accountability for your exercise, another word for it is community, I would think about hiring somebody personally. I would think about hiring somebody who can understand where you are in your exercise journey and who approaches it from a place of longevity rather than punishment. And I think there's a time and place for exceeding your limits. There's also a time and place for understanding that you're not in a season to do that, especially if you've made decisions for the last decade that have led you to a place where you're burned out, you're tired, you're exhausted, you need replenishment, and you need a healthy place to release. And, and like that might look like exercising differently. So I would look for somebody and I would even ask around and let people know what you're trying to accomplish Hey, maybe I'm looking for exercise to have a new relationship with exercise. I'm looking for somebody who maybe has a healthy perspective and how they think about exercise and maybe even just can help me approach it from a new angle, from a place of not trying to kill me every time I'm working out, but from trying to make me better based on the goals that I have in, in achieving better energy and a lifestyle for longevity. Number two, another tip that I would just consider is like, hey, this is really simple, but schedule it. If you're not already engaged with exercise, you know, in a regular routine or rhythm, one of the best ways to make a discipline a desire is that you have a system to actually execute that discipline. And so it sounds simple to schedule it, but for me, I do scheduling by hiring somebody else out and I look for ways to having goals within that process. So I would say as a part of part two, if you don't have any sort of goal, movement goal, exercise goal, 
And I would say just general lifestyle goal, especially as it relates to living more sustainably. Think about what kind of goal you can set, whether that's, hey, I want to have more energy or, hey, I want to lose body fat or, hey, I want to feel a certain way. Those are legitimate goals. And I think being able to just ideate and work with somebody to figure out what goals that you might have, what goals you can have, you can give yourself permission to have. I think that'll be a really healthy thing. Scheduling time to actually work towards those goals is one way to keep you accountable to achieving those goals. The third thing that I want to just highlight and I think it's really simple, and I've already said it, and I think you can do it right now, is next time you're at the gym, smile. Next time you're working out, smile. And I would think about, as you smile, how do I want to redefine exercise and movement for me? How do I want this to look in my life? How do I think this applies, what T is talking about, in the season that I'm in? I really believe that you guys can have a transformational shift in the way that you're approaching your life in this core pillar to living more sustainably if you just kind of take a step back and look at your perspective and how this applies to you and ask yourself some of these thought-provoking questions, get other people to provide insight and input and ask you questions in the context of your life because they'll be able to, especially people who have the expertise and perspective, for example, that I don't, and in just working with clients in the exercise industry and the fitness industry, I really believe that there needs to be a shift in how we think about exercise, how we think about release, and how we think about becoming more confident in our body. And I think it it all comes back to asking you some of these more deeper level questions. Like you'll hear from, for example, Ben Foster at the end of this season, you'll hear him talk about how he thinks about exercise is so much more holistic. It's not just about this tactic or strategy. It is about core beliefs and the real reason that you want to make a change. So I'm going to challenge you to challenge some of those core beliefs, and I'm going to challenge you to actually make a change to how you relate and approach exercise movement in your life. I love you guys. And thank you so much for listening. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your time, energy, and attention. The best thing that you can do if you got value is share this episode with someone, family, friend, coworker, client, anybody that you think would also get value. If you want to stay in touch with me, go ahead to visit my website, tjloeffler.com, T-J-L-O-E-F-F-L-E-R.com. And there you can sign up to get messages from me, including show notes, subscription to the podcast, weekly letters that I write just honestly, authentically about what's going on in my life or private events that I'm hosting, etc. And the last thing that I'll say is if you really got value out of this season in particular, Back to Basics, my book is going to be available. Corepillars.com, C-O-R-E, pillars, P-I-L-L-A-R-S.com is going to be the place that you can be directed to get access to that book. If you're wanting to go deeper into the subject that we're talking about today, if you just want to have it on hand, it's really meant to be a timeless piece for people to revisit when they need to kind of get balanced. I want you to get more out of your life by doing less than you think. So I've hope that that's a succinct way for you to do that. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. I love you. That's all for now. Until next time.